I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries mini-tale. Today, we're doing 2010's The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I don't know how, how else to come out of the gate saying it other than we really enjoyed this movie. Yes, it's got magic. It's got a bromance. It's got science. It's got romantic love. Uh, action. Car chases. It's, I mean, it really has everything. It's, well, okay, at no stretch of the imagination is this a good movie. It's fantastic, it's, but, it's but fun. And if you love Nick Cage, you will definitely oh, yeah. enjoy the hell out of this. Movie. I don't think this oh. is peak crazy. Well, I'll leave that out. I don't think this is peak crazy, Nick Cage. Like it's not Con Air, it's not Face Off, but no, it's B level crazy. Nick yes, Cage. it's really fantastic. He does some. He makes some big choices in this movie, and I loved every single one of them. I just, I, I think it was. Because it was my, we decided, Terry said, well, you can pick. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I want to see this one. Because I thought it was, I, I, my hope, this is exactly what I hope for, for. It's the kind of movie you want to see on the podcast, How Did This Get Made? It's a, it's a movie yes. that's crazy. It's weird. I think they spent way too much money on I think that's probably what happened here. That's why I see why it didn't get a sequel. I don't know anyone who saw it in theaters. I don't I, remember it being advertised at all. Tara is currently wearing a "You Say Villain Like It's a Bad Thing" in Disney type shirt. I don't know if you meant that. Or did that on purpose? I did not. <laughs> um, I don't remember anything about this movie. I didn't know it existed until Ryan let me know. Um, I don't remember it being advertised. I don't remember it being in the theater. It was 2010. It is so loosely connected to the the source material. Yes. It's well. I we've got. Let me read the uh, Disney Plus thing that's up in front of us right now. Magic is everywhere, even in Manhattan. <laughs> Balthazar Blake. Which let's start off by talking about what a great name that is. It's a fantastic it's name. Balthazar Blake, played by Nicolas Cage, a modern day sorcerer with his hands full battling dark forces, must take a seemingly average physics student. Now hold on. He's an average person, but he's but a, he's, he's, an he's ex- a brilliant. He's an exceptional physics student. Physics student. Yes, yes. Interesting. Uh, Dave Stutler, played by Jay Baruchel, uh, from This Is the End, and I think he was an undeclared back in the day. If you watch that show, uh, under his wing to teach the reluctant recruit the art of, and science of magic. Little does Dave know. Blah, little does Dave know that the magical arts may be the key to defeating an evil sorceress and getting the girl. Dun dun dun. It's. It's great. If you liked, I think, Pirates, I don't think it's as good as the first Pirates, but it's definitely more entertaining than some of the later Pirates. I mean, it really has everything. It really does. It's, I took a lot of notes, too. Yeah, I know Tara I'm not was like, I'm not going to take notes. notes. But we re- there were too many good things in this film to my, not talk about. My number one note is wig. 
In all capital letters. Let's talk about how I want to cosplay as Nick Cage for Halloween. I want to do my hair. My hair is the same length as his right now. I I want to do his hair. I want to wear that leather trench coat. I want a ring on every finger with the hand cut gloves and those pointy like old man shoes that they make fun of. I will say he is wearing like the incel outfit. It's like a matrix jacket. A trilby fedora, fingerless gloves. When he with puts fingers on that hat and like mugs at the camera, he gets it's the hat so out of nowhere. Good. This this movie starts. So the movie is it starts with like uh, ten. Oh, first, okay, first there's the like ten minutes of, of exposition. exposition, and it talks about the Sorcerer's Apprentice of Merlin, and there's three of them. So there's Balthazar Blake, who we've talked about. That's Nick Cage. There's Veronica and there's Horvath. Veronica played by Monica Bellucci. Horvath played by Alfred Molina. And then Merlin and his apprentices are fighting Morgana. But then Horvath does a heel turn. Yeah. And they do that. But then Nick Cage, they try to capture. But Veronica takes on Morgana's soul. So it's easier to capture her in this Russian nesting doll. Yeah, he captures all these evil people in these Russian nesting dolls. Let me just say, so we don't have to go into this whole thing. But when you watch it, you're going to see this. And you're going to, like, Tara and I laughed at the whole thing. And we were a little bit like, what is this? What did we get ourselves into? Because they call, like, Merlin's ring will, like, when... You find the right person. The prime Merlinian. Yes. The worst term I've ever heard. He's a descendant of Merlin, but I feel like they should have just said descendant of Merlin, but they had coined this term prime Merlinian. And they say it a lot. Like, a that's the thing, lot. if they would have said it once and then just moved on, but okay, but every minute someone's like, <gasps> the prime Merlinian. Yes. And I'm like, oh, God. And that person is the only one who can <laughs> defeat Morgana. Yes. So that's like very important to know. So you find that out in the exposition as well. And then there's this whole montage where Nick Cage is in like different parts of the world and different time periods searching uh, for centuries for Dave. Eventually we find out this kid, David, and it's this Merlin ring, and but it's a dragon. It doesn't look like a ring. It looks like this pewter dragon and he puts it in the hand of each child. And so essentially we find out when Dave gets it, it turns into a ring and it latches onto his finger. So that's how you know that he I, is Merlin's descendant. We do not have time to go into the details of this movie, like all the little storylines. Look, I'm, I'm going to try you. my best there's because so, there's just too say many he, good things. Yeah, there's... Well, so can we talk about my, this movie, it's a pretty standard plot. The bad guys are trying to do this. Like the good guy is trying to decide between being a sorcerer and having a girlfriend. It's, 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 that part's dumb, but like their attention to detail in how the magic in this world works is so interesting when they have fight scenes. Yeah. Like there, it's not just like the Harry Potter, like there's a magic beam coming out of my wand, Harry Potter. And they do that. Like it's like lightsabers, but with, with wands, this is like, they, he makes a mirror into liquid and throws someone in there and they get stuck in there. Yeah, and they joke and they about all it have, later. They all have like very specific spell names, but they've built the magic world up really cool. Like there's a quicksand rug at one point that yeah. was really fun and fascinating. Um, and so there's a lot of different spells that, they use on each other and the, like they turn the cars into different things. And they they also, when they're teaching Dave these spells, it's not then later Dave just does random spells. Like he uses specifically the spells yeah. he's taught. Like they, they do a good job of like building it in the, in there. So there's not this huge step of like, well, magic just gets us out of anything. Like magic feels like it has rules and it has, you know, limitations and all this stuff that make it interesting. Yes. And I, I will say, um, 
Oh man, I had a really good point. It's gone. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't, I don't know okay. what I was going to say. Well, I want to jump back a little bit because I know you're talking about all the magic, but we need to talk about how when David is a kid and he basically writes this note to this girl and we find out her name later, <laughs> Becky, spoiler, she comes back and it floats like through the whole city. He's in New York on a field trip, a class field trip, and he just like chases this note everywhere, gets stuck to a dog's paw and all this stuff. And I'm saying how unbelievable it is. And Ryan's yeah. like, did you just see all of the exposition? Like, well, I how think it- the point was it's supposed to be that was the coincidence. Coincidence. Yeah. That's not a coincidence. That's bringing him to Balthazar. It's not Abracadabra. Uh, Arcana Cabana, Cabana. which is the best name for like a magic store. And it's an antique shop. And let's talk about how Nick Cage appears as a crazy old man to this child and is like, he calls him Dave and the kid's like, how did you know that? And he goes, because I can read minds. And then he goes, it was on your backpack. Like there's a lot of those moments that are very Nick Cage in this movie that are really great. And I like that he's a thousand years old but he's not like old i mean he's old-fashioned in that he's he's got like a 1935 phantom rolls royce which was apparently actually nick cage's he wear but it looks like he finds a style and And he wears it like slightly outside of that yeah you know he's just like this is what i like if you know if i'd been around for a thousand years i'd you know well and it's clear he's collected lots of different stuff in his travels while he's been looking for this descendant and he shows him the ring and then he tells him not to touch anything. And he goes down to get something and he finds the nest. The nesting doll starts moving hold. a little bit. The Grimhold is what they call these Russian nesting dolls. And it opens up. And now, all these bugs, I will say all the transformations when people turn to something or turn from something to a person were really cool. So like when Horvath turns into all the bugs and then there's a couple, there's throughout the whole movie that's happening when there's that, um, Chinese woman there's and then that turn, she turns into Horvath like there's a oh, lot of different so things like that there's a spell where you can make yourself look like someone else and when you come yeah. out of it you have like two faces for a yeah it's, like, it's cool how they do those transformations yeah. I um, think it's I think literally they just spent too much money on this movie and then it, there's no way it was ever going to make its budget back because yeah. it's 2010 I feel like everyone's getting tired of like you know, everyone's getting tired of pirates. Haunted Mansion doesn't do good. This looked like another one of those movies. And it was, mm-hmm. again, another it was like, Jerry Bruckheimer film. I think if they'd taken out the references to the Sorcerer's Apprentice and just call, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like that maybe had something to do against it because everyone went, this is, it's not Mickey. It's not this. It's yeah. What is, you know. Spoiler, Mickey, it doesn't appear in the movie. Mickey is not in this movie. Mickey's not in Neither this movie. Neither is uh, Yiz- 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 Disney backwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, but. Essentially what happens is Balthazar and Horvath fight in this antique shop and they get trapped in this giant urn for 10 years to the day. He he knocks it over. It, it, again, they set up everything. Yeah, like, they this set is, it up and let you know. Yeah, they're like, this man trapped his wife in here for 10 years to the day. They say whoever falls into it next will get caught in it. And then Horvath and Balthazar get caught in it. And then the teacher comes to find David and... Nothing like there was fire and all this stuff going on with the magic. And he comes out and he's really freaked out. And the antique shop just looks abandoned. And then he spills water on his pants. And then when he comes out, everyone goes... Dave peed his pants, yeah, which I I'm like, like that. that scene could that's like, really sad. I wish the, they took that out. I, I did like later in the movie where he meets back up with Becky and she's like, Oh, you you transferred the next year. Like, yes, of course he transferred. Yes. Like, I'm glad they they said that like 
oh, like usually I feel like another story would be like, and then I was made fun of for the rest of my life. It's like, get out of there. <laughs> You're yeah. in New York. I'm sure you can find another school that's kind of close. Yeah. And it's clear that he went to a lot of therapy to figure out like, what did he see? Uh, he doesn't say that outright, but he's just kind of like, he yeah, says something. something about like his glucose was low or yeah. something to her. And, you know, and they talk about it or whatever, but they meet in physics class, essentially. He's helping the teacher out to like, or, or another TA. Because it's like a physics 101 class. So yeah. it's a class he wouldn't be in. Because he's graduating physics. He's gotten, his teacher has given him like access to a subway station i don't know why the teacher had access it's just to like an station. abandoned yeah, yeah and that's like his lab because some of his experiments are dangerous and he, he does, does a lot of things with um tesla coils yes the whole the movie does a lot of stuff with tesla coils it does a lot of cool things with they play superstition by stevie wonder on the tesla coil they do i don't yeah, remember that song bam, in that. Bam, bam, bam. Oh. that's the first song they do oh you can oh my god yeah that's and then he goes into the one that she played because yes a, that's she's the one a school I think DJ I picked up on it. that's the one then he plays that one he says like you inspired me because she says something like you need music in your life on the radio I don't know it's all very cheesy but they yeah. even say he goes oh I'm sappy yeah they it's, do call it out a little bit um I also want to talk about when the urn like how there's a uh, a fight between a husband and wife because they take the urn it's ten years to the day he's now in college. This urn ends up in this house and the husband sees it shaking and then he like brings the wife over to be like, look, it's shaking. Like, And they get into this fight and then uh, Alfred Horvath Molina comes out explodes first. explodes in ash and reforms. So there's another reforming. Yes, and then the wife faints. He goes, was I the first one out? And then she faints. He goes, I'll take that as a yes. Like, it, this is a funny movie. Is I enjoyed funny. the comedy. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I, I, I liked that. There's another scene. There's a lot of like regular people seeing magic and fainting. There's where he traps... Yes. Alfred Molina in the bathroom mirror and then like so you can see Alfred Molina in the mirror but he's not in the real world and mm-hmm. this guy walks by the mirror and Alfred Molina like taps with his cane he's like could you please go do this and the guy goes Ooh, and like faints. thuds to the ground <laughs> uh I have a note here Nick Cage outfit jacket with hat so that's the first time he appears with the hat is like after yeah. he comes back well, out of the urn he gets out of the urn they cut to him like going up because he turns that steel gargoyle eagle and he rides around and on it's that like throughout his the transportation movie. besides the car but all of a sudden he's got that trilby and it's it seems to me like he was doing the scene and then just when he goes, I like this hat. I like to wear this hat. Oh, like, look at that little impression. Okay, it's right. like he was right here. Uh, and also when Horvath. Like his face off. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to How Did This Get Made. Um, I've been listening to a lot of their podcasts talking about Nick Cage, which I think helped me like really appreciate this even more. Um, but... We also see magic in different ways when Horvath is, um, finds Dave and he wants to know where the Russian nesting dolls are. And he's like, I don't know. I threw it in the street. Like, I didn't go after it. I just threw it in the street. There's a wolf calendar or a wolf picture in his apartment and he turns that into real wolves. It's a calendar because earlier his roommate roommate. was like, you need to be part of a wolf pack. Part of a pack. You, you, need, you to, need to participate. You need to participate yeah. or else you'll die alone. Yes. You got to hunt and you got to grunt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he turns these wolves on him in the subway and then there's this whole kind of chase scene. And then all of a sudden Wait, the can wolves... can I say my wolf fact? Yes. Yes. So apparently these wolves watch their faces because they've got mean mugs on the whole time. But apparently that's CGI and I think you can kind of tell. 
Um, because the wolves they got were just so happy looking. Yeah. They went, okay, we have to change it or else they don't look like they're menacing at all. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden they change into like wolf cubs and then that's how he's reintroduced to Nick Cage. Nick Cage comes in. And can we talk about when they are up on that roof of the building and Nick Cage is holding a dove and he's like kind of caressing it and then what? he wraps something around its foot and lets it fly off and I thought that was going to come back into play I totally and I forgot, forgot about that. and I took a note about it so thank you to my notes because uh, he says something he's like hey, what's wrong girl like yeah and he wraps something around her foot and I was like is he like sending a message to you? somebody like is it yeah like, that's what I felt yeah. like a homing pigeon or do you, was was there a scene that got deleted or did Nick Cage go I need a pigeon uh, bring me a pigeon seriously because it was like this really intimate moment with a dove that he had it was really bizarre so that never comes back into play uh and so then he has him put on the ring and dave tries to do magic before he knows how to do anything and as soon as he puts it on like he's worried about putting it on and then nick cage swerves in the car and like that's just kidding just kidding it didn't do anything so there's a lot of those bits that i found really funny well there's the part where he tries to teach him how to set things on fire yes and he's like first you gotta clear your mind and he does oh my gosh i have this step one clear Clear your mind So good. And breathe in. That's breathe it. In. Clear your mind and breathe in. And trust in the ring, Dave. That's the other thing he And then says. He, there's this meter maid putting a, a ticket on a car. <laughs> when this scene happens, watch the meter maid. Because her, like, best supporting actress. She's like she's, <laughs> she's going, oh, oh. Because the tickets get set on fire <laughs> as he's teaching him that. As he's driving. As they're in the car. So then they both track the nesting dolls, both Horvath and Balthazar, Nick Cage, track the nesting dolls in different ways and they realize that a older Chinese woman took it off the street mm-hmm. and has like this eclectic shop. A little similar to... And, and that's to... cool how he does it. He just doesn't go, where's the thing? And it's like draws a line straight to it. It's like he has to sit there and like kind of focus and bring the memory back, but it's like not his memory. It's a memory of the street. What happened? It's just, they take a lot of care and interest in, and I don't know, sometimes it's the actors and sometimes it's, I think the VFX artists afterwards, you know, Mm -hmm. I just, like I said, I'm sad that we don't get to see that world continue. Yeah. And that world expand it, but we go into Chinatown and there's a huge festival happening and, uh, he punches at first. You think it's the oh, old, the old Chinese he's woman. He's talking to the woman and he says something. And if you have subtitles, it says Cantonese. But she goes, oh, that's, you know, Mandarin. And he, then he punches her. And he punches her. her. And I like went, oh, I like audibly <laughs> gasped because I was well, like, what is he doing? He doesn't doing? just punch her. He punches her like across the room and like cracks the door. Yes. And then she turns into Horvath. Yes. And so it's really Because he Horvath. was like, that was Cantonese, not Mandarin. Yeah. Like, so it was really Horvath the whole time. And then the Grimhold opens and evil pops out. So we see one of the people that he has yes. trapped in there. And that, again, is a really... It was all butterflies, right? And he transforms. I think I don't remember that. I remember him taking all the acupuncture needles and trying to... Yes, and, then, and they and then, all get stuck in Nick Cage's And Nick Cage coat. spins the rest of the scene with all these needles sticking out. Like yes, they and his never, leather jacket. He uh, turns... He goes after uh, Dave. Yeah. And he turns the, you know, like... The Chinese, Chinese dragon. Chinese paper dragon? What yeah. is that thing called? Into a real dragon. And there's like five people inside of it. And, and they, they just, all of a sudden the inside turns into like stomach. guts. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're it's, like, what the wait, So then I was really focused and worried on them. 
It's Spoiler alert, okay. guys, they're fine. They're fine. We do see a scene where it turns back and they're okay. Oh, I have a... Keep going, but I have a fact about that scene because I there's loved, so much confetti. Okay, so I, I wrote that down. There's confetti everywhere and they use it in a lot of different ways. Like, uh, Balthazar, Nick Cage's character, uses it in, to kind of save the, the bystanders because there are tons of people in this town, uh, in Chinatown, on this street when this live dragon just starts attacking everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this confetti, it was really beautiful. And I really like the way they used it in the magic and then also like throughout the festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have a fact of how much confetti they half, used. It, the sequence took five months to plan and half a ton of confetti was used in the sequence. Wow. It's a, it's a ridiculous, like it's there's really cool. so much. It's- now, I wrote in my notes, real talk, fire kills the dragon because I thought we weren't going to see the people again, but then we did. So yes, it's we, all all, okay. we all, the dragon dies and falls on the other guy and we all, Tara and I both like, did it kill everybody in the dragon? And then it cuts them and they're like sitting, sitting there. Sitting on the like, ground, what like the what heck? just happened. So that was good. But then and they then, pull the trick with the cops. Yes, where oh they turn gosh. into they turn into two New York cops because cops come on the scene. But so, it happens so fast. Like yes. one shot, they're like that. And then they walk into the next frame and they're all dressed like cops. And they both have mustaches. I really think Nick Cage played that character in something. I don't know. I, I think got it a was really, the one with the lottery ticket. With the lottery ticket. Maybe it's because he has a mustache in that one too. I don't know. But he felt like... Like he was playing yes. that character. But it's so funny because Jay Barish Jay Barishell, I think, does a good job of being likable and just very nerdy. Like he's they also don't... got very expressive eyebrows, which I yes. appreciate it. I think it's it's good that they he's a physics guy, but he's not like, hey, I'm a physics. You know, it's not like they yeah. hired some dude like Taylor Lautner or whatever his name is from. I don't know why I'm thinking of that guy. The guy who played the werewolf in uh, the werewolf vampire movies I can't think of. The Twilight movies. Oh, like, yeah. It's not like one of those, like, I'm really handsome. Hey, I, I really like physics. Tesla coils are cool. Like, this looks like a dude who would like Tesla coils. And then they write him, so he's kind of charming. He also reminds me of the kid from Rookie of the Year. Oh, I think he's dorkier than that. But yeah, I know who you're but talking about. But similar to that actor, yeah. So I, I really liked him. And to go up against Nick Cage... Is, is, is pretty yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, and so now we go into the sorcerer training, and he ta- he's wearing, like, Converse sneakers, and he's like, we need to change your shoes because of the rubber. Yeah, because he's shoes. like, there's a lot of electricity, and it'll you need to wear shoes with rubber soles. And he gives him these, like, old man shoes. He goes, these are old man shoes. And he looks down, and Nick Cage is wearing them. He's like, and they're like pointy. Me? Yeah, they're, like, pointy 1930s, maybe, yes. dress shoes. Um, um, this reminded me of, do you remember... Uh, the I think it's Mask of Zorro, the Zorro movie we saw with Antonio Banderas and uh, I don't know why I really Latin that up. Antonio Banderas um, and uh, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins and you know, but you know what I'm saying? Yes. And he's like, oh, when he's training, he's training him he's in like, a circle. This is your circle, yeah, and yeah, your yeah, world's yeah. gonna get bigger. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. Yeah. So they do this training montage, and then we go back uh, to Horvath, who needs to find kind of like an apprentice of his own. And it's this Chris Angel type character. I don't know that I ever, I don't know I ever wrote down his name. Like his character in the movie. Um, I just wrote Chris Angel, dude. Drake Stone. Yeah. So he finds him. Played by Toby, Toby Cabell, who was in, uh, he's, he does a lot of motion capture for monkeys. He did, he was in, he was in uh, the. Planet of the Apes. Yes. He was the ugly one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he ended up being in king kong the, the oh, latest okay. kong one the kong skull line um, which is there's a weird king kong connection in this where he draws king kong on the on the window as a kid and it lines up with the empire state so building like on the bus which window. is a really i, would, I, I liked was like that. that's really that cool that was really fun um but 
basically we find out that Balthazar was training him and then his apprentice just disappears. Right? Is that uh, it? No, uh, Balthazar wasn't training him. It was, there was oh, this line of... Oh, because he was trapped of, in the Russian doll. That's the right. line of bad sorcerers, again, they're adding more vocabulary to this movie that you're never going to remember. Like, I think they're trying to make... Like, if they just said, you were in, you were a sorcerer's apprentice as well. Yeah. But instead, the bad sorcerers were all called Morganians. Oh, okay. And he was being trained to be a Morganian. And then they all disappeared. I guess they just... Maybe Effed when, off, yeah, like, I don't yeah. know, but he disappeared. And so he's now using the magic he learned to do <laughs> to like Chris, Chris Angel, Angel type things. So he's very famous and people stop him on the street to take pictures and like all this stuff. And then I have a note, Nick's hair wigs. So we've already talked about it, but it's amazing. A lot of good weird hair in there. Yeah. Uh, so then Becky, so we've established that they're connected again. The little girl that he had a crush on. Um, meets her in the physics class and whatever, and they kind of go on like this first date. Well, no, this is before the first date where he's kind of stalking he's tutoring her. her. I think he, the point is he's tutoring. I her guess, in yeah, but they're in the subway and she gets mugged, and so this is the first time he uses magic. He runs off outside to, he of chases training. the mugger and like gets their stuff back. Yeah, and then she comes for the first date. That's what happens. Then she comes to his lab. And he tells Balthasar to hide, and Nick comes out and goes, Dave, I didn't know we had company. And then he's like, I'm Uncle Balthazar. And he's like trying to play like this cool, hip, like, hey man, what's going on? And then he does a cut where he's like, well, I have to go pick up your anti-itch he's cream trying anyway. To get her, yeah, he's trying, he's trying to, to get, get her, her to out of away. there. And then when he realizes that's not going to happen, he's like, well, I have to go pick up your anti-itch cream, so I'll be back in a bit. So then this is where all the Tesla coil music things we were talking about happen. Mm-hmm. They go in this cage and he like shows her kind of the magic, the science of these Tesla coils and how it all sounds like music. And he's like, I've been working with these for years and I've been so obsessed with them, but it wasn't until I met you... It's a very corny moment, but it is very sweet, and it's the romantic part of the film, like their their romance budding of being like, you know, you open my mind in another way that I didn't I didn't see and she's, before. And she's like, you're legitimately thinking of me. You're listening to my thank you. Yeah, like, you listen to my radio. She's I like, you know, really I listened. I, I think she thought he just said he listened to the radio show. I think it moved fast, but it's also a movie, I mean, so it needs to. But yeah. I think I feel like I believed like. It wasn't one of those things where, like, it could have been one of those ones where he keeps screwing up every point of the way, but yet she still falls in love with him, which I think happens a lot. But this one was he was being, like, legitimately nice. Yeah. And, and then making time for her. What winds up happening is there's more training and things that happen. And then he tells her to meet him um, for a second date. And this is where the Sorcerer Apprentice stuff happens. Where, like, oh, everything's yeah. a mess. There's plates everywhere. I guess we're to establish that they've been doing long nights training and so everything's just a mess everywhere and we get that one scene of his dog tank who like pees which i'm like we didn't need that tank like tank showed up at a big part of the movie but in a big for car no chase reason. part of the movie and then he has him and then nothing happens with that i was like yeah. maybe they're gonna use hank in so, some way but so there will be scenes where you think something's gonna happen to the dog the dog is fine dog's that's an important fine. totally fine and and just so you know if you've listened this far you're probably gonna continue but like so this is a. I think everyone should see this because I yeah, want to talk to people. Yeah, I think you should watch it, and I but think we're going you, to spoil the ending. So you know, here, here's the thing: this is not a movie where like you're not watching it because you want to know how does it true. end. You Very just want true. to see the the scenes. So that's a good point. So 
he starts cleaning up and he realizes like it's like 15 minutes till she's going to be there and so he does the magic that mickey does with sorcerer's apprentice he gets like a mop going and then the sponges are cleaning and all of this stuff and the music from sorcerer's apprentice is playing and he runs to go take a shower and when he comes back it's what you would think would happen everything's kind of in chaos and has gone crazy and he can't stop it and he's trying Mm -hmm. to stop it and he can't She's on time. He runs upstairs, and these two mops are like on his back, tickling him. I guess they keep like and poking punching at him. him in the butt and stuff. Yeah, and so he's Very like jerking odd. around, and he's like, "I'm having some issues. You need to go." And like tells her to leave, and then Nick, of course, comes in. And um, I wrote here that Ryan called it. Like as soon as Ryan saw he was going to get the mop, you called. It's going to be Sorcerer's Apprentice, and I just forgot about it. I think I was so entranced. Well, in I, the yeah, because like that's this is the only time. There's a shot at the end in the post-credit sequence where we see Mickey's hat. Yeah. But other than that, there's like no other. I mean, there's not much to reference. It's just one scene in a package film. Yes. And then Nick Cage gets very serious and very angry because he's like, you cannot abuse the sacred art. And, you know, I you're mean, in Merlin's circle. And I get it to a certain extent. I, I felt like we got more uh, emotion out of Yeznid than we did out of uh, Nick Cage. And he was like, you can't abuse it. This is important. Like, he's just kind of, like, reading his lines. He is emotional throughout the film. But, yes, I feel like in that scene it maybe wasn't as strong. But then we get, I wrote, to the part of the movie where Dave is bummed and feeling down. And there's this montage of him walking through the city. Because he feels like he ruined that date with her. Yes. Somehow he knew she was at that coffee shop. Maybe it's a coffee shop where all the students hang out. I Mm -hmm. don't know. But that seemed a little stalkery. And she catches him in the window. And then, like, she follows him. And so there's this whole scene. We find out she's afraid of heights. They're up on this high building and, you know, they have like this really sweet moment together. And so then he comes back and says, he basically has a fight with Nick Cage before he leaves, storms out and like doesn't he doesn't do come back. Magic. Doesn't uh, the the bad guy come back? Oh, that's right. Because the, the bad guy, the comes bad guy back, comes, and then he saves Nick Cage he's, with the he's knives. He's disguised as, as Dave. Yes. And then they he fights him. They get the grim hold. And then That's they, right. they yeah. he, he starts to use his magic and help. It's Chris Angel comes in as Dave. Yes. That's right. And then they start chasing him in the car, and there's a whole car chase where they keep changing what their car looks like, which is a cool bit. Like, yeah. the bad guys change it to look like a taxi, and they're on New York, so there's a bunch of taxis. Mm-hmm. And they both change it to whatever car company is paying this movie. Yeah. It's the same type it's of sports car. sports cars. And then they change into a garbage truck and, like, a beater, but it was supposed to be the other oh, way around. It was, it, it's, it's Dave like tries to do, he tries to turn their car into a beater. He changes their car into a Pinto, and Nick Cage is like, 73 Pinto, what was your plan here? Yeah. Also, this I'm is. I'm going to try and get out as much of my Nick I Cage impression. Keep Thank it you. going. Um, also, before the car chase scene is where we find out more exposition that both Balthazar and oh, Horvath right. were in love with Veronica, and Veronica winds up choosing Nick Cage's character. So they were all friends, they were all like fighting the good fight. So, once again, white male incel getting upset that he is not <laughs> getting a girlfriend. And he is taking it out on the world. And he I, turns. I actually think I would have liked it better if he fell in love with Morgana. Mm, yeah. Like it, because I understand him being mad, but now it's kind of a weak thing of like, well, I couldn't get the girl, so I'm going to destroy the world. It's like, yeah. okay, I more see you want to help your girlfriend or, or, or someone you're in love with. Yeah. Right? Well, I think I he know. still wanted to set Veronica free, even though 
Maybe not. I guess he was really focused on Morgana. It doesn't matter. Not that's there. not the part of this yeah. movie that's interesting. The yeah, part of this the movie other... that's interesting is anytime is Nick is, Cage's yes, on the wig. screen. Yes, anytime he's on the screen. So uh, we find out, you know, he's been carrying the woman he's been in love with for a thousand years in this Russian nesting doll. So it's like a very emotional scene um, when Dave kind of puts that together now that he's in love. You know, he's getting like this deeper insight. And then... Abigail Williams is a baddie for a few seconds, who is a Salem witch, who apparently started the Salem witch trials. It's a real person. person. Yeah, she was one of the the, uh, women who accused And she goes to Becky in the radio station and, like, asks for a request. And Becky's like, no, the show's done, whatever. And then she doesn't look like she's from the period of that time. Of um, she looks like she's modern day, just a little goth. And then all of a sudden Becky turns around and she's in the booth, in the recording booth. Just a little goth. No, then she changes into... No, but you just said it like it was a bad thing. I hope Megan's not listening No, to I'm not saying it's a bad thing. What I'm saying is she looks like she fits into the world, and then in the next moment, she looks like she's straight out of the Salem witch trial. Mm-hmm. She's back to what she was well, like, yeah, originally wearing. And then, so, uh, Horvath starts stealing people's Becky. power. Yes. And he steals Abigail's power, and that's all she's in the movie. I'm like... I want the next movie. I want Sorcerer 2. With her? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, she well, he cool. also steals Chris Angel's yes. power first. She just had a real uh, chilling Adventures of Sabrina vibe that I thought would be cool. Yeah. I also like that um, Horvath, instead of wearing the rings, like Nick Cage literally has a ring on every finger. Maybe that's to deceive people so they don't know which ring is the magic ring. I'm sure there's some actor's that had to have been a costume choice like, that he decided. He's like, I like all these rings. Yeah, uh, I want to know how much influence editing slash this. I'm going to hate it. Influence slash improvisation that Nick did. Well, so supposedly he had a lot of say in the movie. This feels like a situation where after they gave Johnny Depp Jack Sparrow. These Disney movies were built around, we're going to take a property, we're going to do something completely new with it, but it's going to be built around a personality. So I could see them going to Nick Cage and be, especially, I don't know if this, I think this was probably after National Treasure. It's Bruckheimer, so they probably have a good deal It feels with similar to it, too, in so certain So I'm sure they go to yeah. him and go, like, we want to develop this property. And he was like, he wanted to do it because he wanted to play a mystic character with, yeah. with, with magic. So I think... Maybe he even said, like, Sorcerer's Apprentice. But mm-hmm. I think he had a lot of say in, like... I'm sure. It feels that way. And what I was saying earlier about the rings is I like that... I don't know if I actually made the point. I like that Horvath, instead of wearing the rings, he puts them all on his cane. Mm, yeah, yeah. And his cane is kind of like how he does the magic. So it's a little bit different than how um, Balthazar and Dave do the magic. So I thought that that was a cool choice. Um, so eventually, Dave gets to where Balthazar is, and he doesn't realize that he's got Becky and so there's an ultimatum, like, give me the Merlin ring and the nesting doll or Becky dies. And so, spoiler, he gives them up for Becky. Balthazar, I love that that didn't become like a break in their characters and they come back together. Then like Balthazar's flat out like, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. He's very, and at this point we've established that Dave no, is very empathetic to how Nick feels because he mm-hmm. found out about Veronica and like vice versa. Like we've kind of established that they're past that. So, um, then, uh, hold on. Becky finds out about magic. Oh, this, this moment. Sorry. They're all on the rooftop. She finds out about 
the magic now. She's like, what's going on? And it's Nick Cage on the rooftop. It's Dave and it's Becky. And Nick Cage has this statement. It's so serious and emotional. And it's like, no one knows how much time that we'll have with those who are important to us. Like, and then Real fortune cookie he stuff. arms wide open, dives backwards, backwards just off the building. And it's so well, good. The best part about it is Becky, like when he first says up, she goes, oh, oh, like she, they, she does a good job of like, they that her character does not know what's going on, so let's yes. make sure she's always like, "What's what are you doing? You just jumped off." Yeah, you know? and he's like, "Oh, he does that. Don't worry about it. He's <laughs> fine." And Becky also reminded me of when we watched Winnie the Pooh, and his wife yeah. didn't know that the stuffed animals like came to life, and he was like trying to catch her up. It's a more intense version of that, to where he's like, because then we have that scene where he's like, "So I'm a sorcerer." And, like, this is happening. And she's like, okay, great. Like, she's trying to take in all this information. You know, and it makes me think, I feel like we get a lot of these movies where it's, like, the female love interest is, like, brought... Like, you know, Zorro, where she figures out he's Zorro. Yeah. Or Winnie the Pooh, where she figures out... Let's do an opposite. Let's the next one of these movies because I feel like it's... it's, it's, There's a lot of this type of movie, Mm -hmm. plot-wise, that comes out. Let's do a female one. This should be... I'm getting off topic. This should be the Batgirl movie. Should be Ooh. where old Batman is looking to pass the torch and she's the one he's like stepping into the circle and she's yeah. like, learning how to do it. Oh, I like that. Let's do a Batgirl movie like yeah, that. Yeah, I like anyway, that. Anyway, sorry. Um, so Becky decides to come with him. Like he wants to drop her off. It's too dangerous. La la la. And she's like, no, I'm going to come with you. And then the roommate comes back. And like the roommate's character was fun, but he didn't really have a purpose. And they cut to this scene that he's like getting all romantic with a lady and all these candles and like he's trying to be smooth oh, and yeah. then dave calls and he's i guess he just tells her i'll be right back because he gathers up all the coils to give them to dave and he's like i don't know what's going on here man but you're participating so like <laughs> yeah. that bit comes back and then becky has like a really huge point so basically when they free morgana he's looking up at the sky becky can't see it but he's realizing that she's that, using hold on hold on hold on so yeah, she, she's using the satellites to like make a circle, like make like a pentagram in the sky. Yeah. And then Becky to bring can't, the undead back. Becky can't see it, but Jay can see it. Dave can see Dave it. Dave can see it. Well, his real name's Jay. Oh. But like, uh, that doesn't make sense because they could see magic stuff earlier. Why do they oh, say you point. can't see it? Like, it I don't know. Maybe like Morgana a, put some weird that spell felt on like it, a, I a guess. Note, that felt like a note of someone going, and I'd like to go back and see if it was all ADR of like, why isn't anyone else in New York pointing this out? Someone's like, mm. well, maybe magic people can't see it. it I don't know. It was I don't know. I, you could make the argument that Morgana puts some sort of a thing where, like, no one could see it. But well, the people you, who need it thank to God see for it. the whatever machine is always my, like, go-to. <laughs> like, you can write anything you Fair want, enough. whether or not it's a strong point. Fair enough. Point. That's, that's yeah. a good point. So, when she's making but this... Just one more thing. Oh, go because ahead. Because what I'm saying is... The rest of the movie does such a good job of establishing the reality of magic. Good point. That just going the like it's magic, people can't see it is going like it's that's kind of a the throw one away. point they yeah. they. It, I think they are successful in making magic tangible and have rules and real in this world. So yeah, to and they do it dirty at the end. It felt weird. Mm, yeah, I see that. Um, but so she climbs. Yeah. yeah, she climbs up. Has to go to a very, like, has to conquer her fear of heights because he's like, I need you to move one of those satellites. Like, you can do it, blah, blah, blah. He leaves her and he goes. Um, And so I really like. He's got a Tesla coil. 
Strapped to the front of the car. Yes, the old-timey car. And I really liked the undead montage when, like, she's trying to rise all the people back from the dead. It was kind of corny, but I like that we saw, like, she's getting people from the pyramids and, like, the tombs, and she's getting people from... that's not how they bury people. I don't think they bury them in statues outside sitting like that. But I just thought it was... I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was... It was... I don't know. That's fine. You're you're allowed to enjoy things that I don't enjoy. I enjoyed it. Uh, I did not enjoy when they showed the one head in the like tomb of the oh, dead. Oh yeah, that where was it just really, started... and it started getting skin. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> gross. There um, was a couple like I recently rewatched the first pirate movies, and like there's some pretty gruesome stuff in there, and I think that's what's fun about it. Yeah, because it's a ghost story. Yeah. But this one, I think every once in a while does something. It's the same company. It's Disney and Bruckheimer Films. Yeah. So. That one scene kind of felt out of place where all of a sudden, like, you watch the skin come back. I was like, oh, Well, it's kind of the transformations a little bit. It was just a little bit more intense than the other ones. But then the huge battle happens. Mm -hmm. And he winds up using um, Becky, like, stops the circle. So the undead stop from coming. So she has, like, a pretty pivotal story moment. Yeah. um, When she moves the satellite. And then he um, is doing magic almost as a distraction on Morgana. And, um... Uses the electrical cords, you, Well, right? you're skipping a part. So first he uses the Tesla coil on Hor- Horvath. Yes, Did you that's say that? right. No, so, I didn't so, say that. So he that. uses his science. So that's cool. Yes, he uses his science because he realizes he'll be a good conductor with all the rings on the yes. cane. The good thing, because magic has these sciency rules, they keep saying. Yeah, like, they to keep start referring fire, back you have to, to physics. You have to, yeah, they keep saying they're they're intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, they Teachable moments. The, pri- <laughs> the prime Merlinian... <laughs> Uh, like his, 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 his big power is he can, he's supposed to be able to use magic without the ring. So he loses his ring, but then he helps stop Morgana from killing, uh, Balthazar, Balthazar by stopping the magic without a ring. Then he's fighting uh, her and he animates the electrical cords and they all create Tesla coil type bolts from things at her. And that's how he destroys her. And then he uses his electrical thing to restart Balthazar's heart. Yes, so what we find out what happens is, is at first, when Veronica, when Veronica comes out, Morgana... We do not have to say... I, oh. I, like, like, All right, then you can cut We have cut five minutes. No, oh. I just want to point out, there's a lot of details to what happens. It gets a Sorry. little thing. But, we, okay. but I want to make sure well, we then... get our final thoughts here. He jumpstarts Nick Cage's heart. Uh, then Becky comes back. He is. They kiss and then they jump on the Steel Eagle and go to France for breakfast. I don't is know that, that we've it? even mentioned the Steel Eagle. Have we talked about? Oh, it was the gargoyle, the gargoyle that turned yeah, into yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then mystically, Balthazar's or no, Horvath's hat. hat is on the ground, but we don't see Horvath. Yes. And then there's a post-credits scene that where like Horvath you, gets his hat. It's like the monkey and pirates, where everyone was wondering for so long is there going to be a sequel, and then there was. Um. Final thoughts. Uh, we've just got a few more minutes left, but I, I, you, it, this is a great like Friday night popcorn movie. Yeah, it's really great. I think, like I said, it's got everything. It's got action. It's got adventure. It's got magic. Um, I this may be my favorite mini tale we've seen, mostly because I mean I really like Cinderella. I think Cinderella is a objectively better movie. I will say it's been my favorite mini tale that has not been based on. It was. It was based on okay. the Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> but it really wasn't. I guess it kind of sort of was. But I guess the inspiration of it was there. But, you know, it's so drastically different. But then at the same time, I th- 
I think they created their own world, and I really appreciated that. Whereas Dumbo is just bonkers, right? Dumbo was fun to watch because it was bonkers. I was don't wild. think I would watch Dumbo again. I would probably watch this. I would again. watch this one again. Yeah, or just have it on in the background. Yeah, it's you know I feel like before we uh, dated and I had someone around to hang out with. <laughs> Like on a daily basis, like bef- uh, I would put on movies. Like I watched like the ri- the 2009 Star Trek on a loop all the yeah, time. Yeah, or like when you're cleaning or something. Like I listen to music, but I feel like you'll have a movie I put on, on movies or and I can yeah. just hear it. This feels like one of those movies. Yeah, I would agree with that. Also, if you're a Nick Cage fan, like I I love him. I love a lot of his good stuff, his wild stuff. I think this fits yes. into that. I think if you watch the first 30 minutes and you're like, I hate you this. You have to get past the exposition scene. The, the, the exposition scene. We were dying laughing. It's longer than it should be, but it's not that long. Yeah, and you just have to get past that. And then, like, I felt like we were hooked yeah. pretty, well, pretty soon after we that. We very quickly went from, because when I picked this, you went. I was not, Ryan has wanted to do this one for a while, <laughs> and I finally was like, okay, it's your choice. What do you want to do? And he said this, and I was like, huh. Because this is what I had hoped it would be. I hoped it would be something that we would enjoy and just, like, be ridiculous and ridiculous cage and uh and i it was i i wasn't going into this going like oh maybe it's a lost like treasure no it was really fun but it was not like a a great movie but it was a movie i will watch again yeah i think everyone out there should should check it out it's you know, if you got Disney Plus, it's just sitting there. It's free. Check. It's not free. Disney Plus. I, I don't know why it bothers me when people say streaming for service stuff is free. Okay. I just it's need- not free. You're paying for it every month. Yes. But it feels like it's free because you forget that that payment comes out of your bank account but every month. But that's important because you're giving money to a corporation <laughs> and you shouldn't think that their thing is free. Oh my goodness. Also, I want to point out that they make the Wall Street Bull fight Nicolas Cage. And I'm wondering if there's some sort of comparison between that and him losing all the money oh he had. If gosh. there's some sort of I like that that parallel. bull statue gets caught in the car for a while and yes. is just like battling the car in the background yes but yeah listeners it's worth check out, out sorcerer's apprentice this was a this was a delight this was a delightful surprise it was, yeah it was a wonderful surprise i will say that so all right uh well hey let me ask you this uh, since i picked this time let's let's start doing this i picked this time Next okay. time, let's do yours, and maybe the one after that, we'll let the listeners pick. Ooh, I like that. So, what do you think you want to watch? You want to watch next for a mini tale? What's on? What's on the forefront? We just recorded Beauty and the Beast, so that's on the on the on the. Docket well, we've now. seen that one, right? But we're gonna have we're to record, have it watch it and do it again. Um, will we have recorded Aladdin by the time we do our next mini? If you want to hold off, maybe we'll do that. I think I want to do Aladdin next. I'm the genie. Yeah. Um, I think we I listened to that the other day. We were playing Villainous and we listened to Will Smith's Friend Like Me in which like he has to beatbox in all his songs. It's, but it's, anyway. Yeah. So let's uh, say that. By the next time you hear a mini tale, maybe we'll do the listener one in case so we can pad it. But the next one that Tara chooses will be Aladdin. 2019, I believe, is Aladdin. I'm excited so, for it. Thanks for listening, guys. Go check out Sorcerer's Apprentice and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is, too, at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after.